You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Okay, welcome everybody to the first ever episode of Fox on the Wire podcast. Uh, got a very special guest today, good friend of mine, Palmy Dillon. Welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming over and uh, being my test dummy for the first That's podcast. So <laughs> um, aside from my my girlfriend, you were the first one that I uh, actually ran this idea past. Oh, sweet. And uh, it was a little thing in my brain to to uh, to get going as I've been listening to a lot more podcasts lately in general, um, and I thought it'd be cool to have a chat with uh, friends and musos and those in the music business. And, um, yeah, when you said you thought it was a good idea, I thought, well, I better go buy a couple of mics. <laughs> yeah. And uh, try and work out how to use some of these software programs. And here we are. Uh, yeah, here we are. We've had a few little hiccups this morning with it already, <laughs> but we're uh, on up, our way. up and going now. So, um, so I was trying to think back uh, when we actually first met each other, and um, to be honest, I couldn't. I couldn't can remember. remember. Can you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can remember. I remember Sarah Arda was playing at the Bali, old Bali Corn Hotel. Okay. And I, I was just there watching with a couple of mates, and you opened. Yep. That was the first time I saw you there. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's going back. Oh, I can't even tell you. It could be 2011 or 12, maybe. Yeah, I think it was around there. Because I remember, I think Damn That River were playing at. Oh, man. I don't no, think it's even there. Thornbury, yeah. So, is that oh. the one with the padded stage sort of thing? Oh, no, it was before that. Um, but that, yeah, I remember that. Uh, it was um, in South Melbourne or North Melbourne somewhere. Um, Were you playing as well? No, I think I just came to watch. So maybe it was after I met you and you told me about this gig yeah. that was happening. And um, I can't even remember the name of the venue. I think it's oh Spencer's. Oh Spencer's, yeah, that's yeah. like an AP launch. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you were you at that one? Yeah. Yeah. Spencer's line. I don't think it's there anymore. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool venue. So I guess that was after I first. It must have been after, yeah. Yeah. And um, and you organised a couple of gigs at the little place on Smith Street there. That's not oh, Blue Tile Blue Tile yeah, yeah. yeah. And you had me play at a couple of those. So I guess yeah. that was all around 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, so, yeah, so it was, um, Damn That River, that was one of your bands. Uh, yeah, that sort of started off as like a, sort of like a solo project. Yeah. And then realised there's probably a bit more than that, so, uh, we just turned it into a band after a whole heap of different names and, yeah, that was just sort of, yeah, it sort of went away from sort of solo projects so, mm. um, and turned into more of a band thing so that, that sort of just took over and a lot of my solo stuff kind of got not went missing but it kind of like all the energy went into that yeah. for a couple of years there so yeah no but that was yeah that was cool and then that, that sort of oh, I planned on keeping them both going but that's sort of just you know we our bass player moved back to Shep and it was it was just like you know that's a lineup if somebody leaves you can't really you don't really continue on you know it's kind of done yeah and you had Dave on drums. Dave on drums, then. yeah, Luke on bass, and um, yeah. we had like a whole heap of different guitarists. Yeah. Usually in bands, it's a drummer. <laughs> you know, rotate drummers, yeah. but this was our guitarist. We never said it on a proper guitarist. Yeah, well, I remember that show because I, that was obviously the first time I saw you you guys play, and uh, I thought it was really interesting how you played acoustic guitar yeah. as a front man. Yeah, it was like a rock band, Yeah, but you played acoustic. Everyone always says that. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. Well, I remember someone once said to us that they, the first time they saw us play and they they weren't planning on saying and they thought, oh, let's just have a look. And this bass player gets up with this, you know, this big BT rich bass. Oh, yeah. Like, What's this? Like, um, you know, where they can do metal or whatever. Yeah. And the drummer gets up, you know, like real grungy. Yeah. And then just like, oh, yeah, it's just like some grunge metal. Band. And then I get up on stage, I've got an acoustic guitar, and they're just like, yeah. what? What's going on it's here? It's confusing. You know? yeah, it is confusing, <laughs> you know. I just kind of prefer to play acoustic. I played electric before, but I don't know. There's just there's something about even just hold, holding, you know, mm. the acoustic. I know I just kind of prefer to hold an acoustic than electric guitar. I don't feel as comfortable with electric than I do with a acoustic guitar, you know. Yeah. So 
I don't know. They, yeah, <laughs> and I still do it. Like I'm always having to pick up electric, but number one acoustic. You know, I'd rather just jam on acoustic guitar than electric. I've always sort of been that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't actually remember seeing you with a electric guitar. <laughs> no, now that I think about it. No, it's always been acoustic. Yeah. It's pretty hard to beat the acoustic guitar. No. Nah, I've got them laying around the house here, and it's just the first thing yeah. I go to. Yeah, of course. I've got the electric out of the case now, but I haven't touched it for yeah. for ages. No, it's just not the same. No, it's not at all. I, mean, I think maybe too, just because uh, you know you can sort of hear the acoustic grid better, and you don't need to plug it in or any effects or anything. You just just play, you know. Yeah, and it's a bit easier. Well, uh, it's more a partner for writing actual songs. Yeah, which oh, much I imagine. Better. Yeah, definitely write all my songs on acoustic. Yeah. So around the damn the river, damn that river time, you were still playing some solo shows. Yeah, doing a couple of solo shows. I've always had them, whether they were just sort of open mics or, um, yeah, a couple of solo. Well, like I said, once damn that river sort of got going, I sort of lost a bit of that solo stuff, but I still tried to do it as much as I can. And um, you know, I was the main songwriting damn that river. So anyway, so. Yeah, all my energy sort of went into that, and you know the boys chipped in with you know their parts, and they wrote how we write and stuff like that, the music, and yeah, it's, sometimes it just gets too hard, you know, when you're sort of invested in one big project, it's hard yeah. to keep something else going at the same time, as you would know, you know. Yeah. So was that a EP launch that I saw you at? Yeah, that was our first EP. So uh, um, that was after a couple of years of jamming together, and we were just finally just like, oh, let's record something, because mm. you know, recording that's probably my and a lot of me say so I don't me for saying it, but I kind of re- prefer recording to playing live. I just, I don't know, I just like creating, you know. I just like, yeah. I like playing live, but if you gave me a choice, it'd be, <clears throat> it'd be in a studio recording music, doing videos, just more that, you know, I just find it a bit more, and that's just my personal opinion. I just find it, you know, more creative than being on stage. But I still like playing live, you know. Yeah. You know, other people are different. Other people might be just, you know, they'd rather play live than record, but. Yeah, okay. Well, that's cool because I remember reading somewhere that I think it was a producer or, uh, you know, someone famous or whatever. He said, you know, some bands are really good live, but then they get into the studio and they just fall apart. Yeah. So it's totally different. It is. So (laughs) it's so different. I've just had heaps of experience in a studio. Yeah. I think even before I could probably. I was on a recording. I had like a four, like I bought a four track oh, yeah. before I even learned any chords. You know, yeah. that's how crazy I was. I always knew, like, oh, I just, I'm going to record songs, you know? So yeah. I bought like this four track that I was working on at home mm. before I really could even really write songs, I guess, you know? So yeah. I started early practicing, like, in a little four track. Good training ground. I had mm. a, uh, I think it was a Fostex, Fostex four track recorder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a really cool little thing to have. But now you got like apps and all yeah, sorts now of you shit. Got Everton, yeah, um, I'll just use a little voice recorder these yeah. days, and it's not a multi-tracker just, thing yeah. or anything. Well, they sort of. I use like a voice recorder on my phone just for like, um, you know, just ideas. When I'm yeah. writing, I just quickly record it, and that's good enough just so I can practice it. You know. Yeah, because I forget stuff yeah. really easy. Um, but with the studio, I like the idea of just basically locking yourself. Yeah. In there and experimenting. Just, yeah, and creating. Creating. Man. Yeah, definitely. Um, so was it just the one EP you did? No, we did a second one as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so we did, I think, maybe a year or two apart, those two ones. And, um, yeah. And that second one, yeah, that was, yeah, probably two years apart. Yeah, the second one was. And then mm. we did a few more gigs and then we sort of did one more single and then we sort of just wrapped it up, you know, like um, – like I said, bass player was moving back home, and it kind of makes it hard, you know? Yeah. Home's shepherding where it's two hours away. It's kind of hard to keep it up, rehearsals and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, we're all still friends. We all still catch up and still have a gig or a jam again, you know, soon. There's no bad blood or nothing, so it's all good. That's yeah. good. Always a chance for the yeah, reunion. Yeah, reunion man. joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've still got Dave with you yeah. on drums. He's your... He's your boy. Yeah, he's been there from the start. Um, yeah, ever since I met him, like um, probably going back to 2002, mm. it was sort of an accident. Not an accident. I sort of knew the guitarist I was jamming when we were, I was playing in a band called Silent Tongue, and we we rocked up to rehearsal at this guitarist's house, 
and um, a drummer at the time, he didn't he didn't turn up. He didn't turn up to a couple chairs. Yeah. So we'd meet and Charlie, you know, the guitarist would just um, ride or go through the songs, you know, just guitar and vocal. And Dave popped around. He was in another band. He was singing for a band at that stage, and they were actually doing pretty well. And he just popped around because he was mates with Charlie, just to pop around and hang out on a Sunday, you know. And he was just like, he just straight away he just goes, oh, your drummer didn't turn up. He goes, oh, next time. Just try and get me some drums. I reckon I can drum. <laughs> like so, like it wasn't even just like I'm a drummer. And then like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a bash. Yeah. And then so we did it. I was just like, yeah, he loves doing it. And you know, he just got better and better and better. And he's just everything I've done. He's sort of been in it or around it. You know, it's good to have something solid like that. Yeah. Around because you know he knows me better than anyone too musically as well. You know, so um, yeah, and he's still he's still there. So. He's good in the video clips. Though. Yeah, he loves it. You know, like he has a good time. Like he's just really solid. You know, um, he's always he, he always said himself to he's a yes man. You know, we got a gig yet. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yep, yeah, I'm cool. doing it. Where are we going, Crane? All right, let's do it. You know, you know it's good to have that too. You know, you got to have that sort of support. You know, someone people backing you like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got that sort of, uh, personality behind the drums that is good to watch. Yeah, definitely. Live, um, he's always good to watch. So. Yeah, he loves to have a bit of a sing as well too. You know, he loves yeah. lashing out the backing vocals as well, which is handy for me. Gives me a bit of a break. So, and you've got a bit of a new lineup. Um, you've got the the new science, Palmer yeah. Dylan, and the new science. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's like um, yeah, like um, you know, you might say like backing band, but I say that they're my band. You know, that's the band. You know, and we're actually planning. We sh- we shot a short film last year. Um, that hasn't come out yet. So the soundtrack is sort of their introduction. That will, you know, the soundtrack will be the new science, you know. So the bunch of songs that are on the soundtrack is their sort of their sort of own EP, you know, like an introduction. So it's a little bit more heavier, a bit different to, just to the stuff that I just did and stuff. So that's interesting. So we just, I think we're going in July to finish off the soundtrack and then hopefully have this movie out in um, August, September or something. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. People have been asking me, hey, we shot that in September. Like, you know what's going on? And I go, yeah, it's all time, man. It's all time. I've got too many other things to do, but we're getting there, you know? Yeah, um, you've always come across as someone who's got lots of ideas. Too many. Yeah, too many. I think, if anything, the last year or so, I've probably learned to take, like, scale it back a bit and sort of focus a bit more on a couple of things and oh, do yeah. this, 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 you know? Like, it's it gets a bit hectic and like that, so... Yeah, hopefully this pans are all right. I think it will. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like everything you do is um is really cool and really well thought out. And, oh, sweet. Um, Thanks, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone's watching and we notice these things. Yeah. Um. So I think when was it? A couple of weeks ago, you released your new single and video, superhero. Superhero. Yeah. Um. I came down to the launch to check yeah. it out. Thanks and again. Came that was well. awesome. Good to see you. <laughs> well, that's where yeah. I, that's where I actually first moved when I moved to Melbourne. Campbell, oh, literally right. around the corner is where I first lived yep. on the east side. Um, so that brought back a few memories. It was good to sort of pick up a new single there. Yep. Um, but yeah, superhero, you know, like I, I got to have my nephew and niece in the video, which was just, just awesome because I don't get to see them as much. You know, like uh, they live in Shepparton, and so it might be once a month, or, you know, sometimes even two months before I get to see them. So to spend a day with them film and, and you know, they're just as um, excited about the process me you know yeah. they love it too you know like they're ready oh we're ready to go oh, what are we doing you know great <laughs> time oh, let's go you know we'll have some chips we'll have some it was just cool like one of the funniest moments of the day was <clears throat> my older brother um yeah he told him just for today because you're shooting a video you're just gonna have anything you know like you don't worry about it. you can have some lollies you can have chips don't worry about this you know <laughs> um you want soft drink for today just because you're working you know and they worked real hard too you know that we did like a eight nine 10 hour a day, you know, we started, you know, like 12 o'clock and we went up to 10 o'clock at night wow. and they didn't complain once. By the end, yeah, they were tired, but even when we did the last photo, they were back in the character, you know, they, yeah. and, you know, that's cool, you know, it's very rare to have that, you know, especially at a young age, you know. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they're very professional. <laughs> Kept them uh, hopped up on sugar. Kept them hopped up on sugar, <laughs> that's the key. So, um, the drive home might have been a bit, oh, yeah. a bit of a downer for, <laughs> for my brother. They would have been... Still hopped up, but hopefully they would have had a little bit of a sugar crash. <laughs> yeah, and they came to the launch and everything. Yeah, they were there to launch, so excited, you know, just just to see himself up on a bit of a screen, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not every day, you know, 
most of their friends don't get to be in music videos and they're just lucky they got an uncle that gets to do that stuff. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, are they ask and when the next video? Yeah, they they'll expect do. to be in the next they, one. They too. always expect, yeah, of course. <laughs> we all, now they've got like, uh, they sometimes use that Snapchat app. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'll Snapchat and go, oh, what are we doing the next video? Like, oh, can we do this? And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do it. You know, that's good. But it's good to have that at such a young age to be into, you know, involved with that creative process. You know, it's good for them, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, like when you were growing up, did you, like, were there any other musicians in the family um, or creative um, people? Not too. Uh, my older brother was, so I, I learned a lot from him. I saw him sort of start up bands and play guitar and stuff. So I sort of, um, Took a bit of influence from him, um, yeah, but not not really, you know. Like, um, yeah, there wasn't too much. Like, my mum might throw me a couple bands that she listened to, like Kiss and stuff like that. So I sort of got that. But then my dad, you know, he's from India, so he was sort of just into Indian music, and so I watched a, a whole heap of like Indian movies and music, and I still love them now, you know, just because something you know you watch as a kid, you know. So yeah, from that side of thing, I guess maybe. The performing sort of thing, yeah. Like if you look at Indian Bollywood movies, you know, there's a lot of performance and music and stuff going through that. So definitely that would have influenced me there. But um, mainly it was probably just yeah, my older brother and just myself and just sort of I guess my own sort of heroes that sort of sort of got me into music and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was some of the music that you grew up listening to? Um, some of the bands. And- so I probably started off with. You know, you always sort of start off with sort of like those popular sort of hits, you know, growing up. So, like, definitely Michael Jackson was there when I was younger. Um, you know, like Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses, Kiss, sort of stuff. And then wasn't probably the first music that I chose, as in, like, yeah, I want to listen to this, and this is sort of the influence, influencing me was probably Tupac. So people always, not freak out, they go, really? Like, I go, yeah, that, you know, Tupac and any sort of 90s gangster rap, that's probably still my favourite music. And people are just like, really? We play the acoustic guitar? I go, yeah, of course. Like, it's, I know, it's just something something about it, you know, that sort of kicked that drive, like, oh, maybe you could do something like this, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, like, um, after that, I probably got into a bit more you know, Guns N' Roses, Elton Chain, more 90s sort of bands and Zeppelin and stuff like that. But, yeah, so probably, yeah, rap, gangster rap is probably what, kicked it off for me, you know, like mm. I was, you know, 13, 14, and I was like, what is this, you know, like, this is cool as, you know, so that's probably what kicked it off for me. Yeah, cool. Well, I love that 90s gangster rap stuff too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but good, just because you like something, it doesn't mean you're going to go and try yeah. and recreate it yourself. Exactly, but it sits um, there as an influence yeah. anyway, you know, so. Well, that was pretty powerful stuff, mm. even now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, um, it still holds up now, yeah. you know, like, um, we influenced all, you know, a lot of the rap that you see today, you know. They still throw back to Tupac and Biggie and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's massive. And they came up differently as well. Yeah. different. Just different stories, yeah, different side, you know. But, um, yeah, definitely, but especially just his passion and his work ethic too. I probably took a lot of jazz. He was always on, always doing it. Like one one of my favourite stories of him is that he's in the studio with another rap group and they're doing a collaboration. And so he goes and does his first verse and it comes out. And he goes, oh, you know, like, have you guys got something yet? And they're like, oh, no, no, we're just, we're nearly finished. So he sits down and writes. He goes, oh, I'm going in. And he does his second verse, comes out. He goes, you guys finish that? And they go, oh, no, we're nearly. <laughs> so he writes in the third one, goes and does it, and then they do theirs. You know, just that just that work ethic, you know, that's all yeah. he did. Like, oh, I'm just inspired by that and the passion he has for it too, you know? Yeah. Well, he did, like, he wasn't around actively no, you know, recording for that long, but how no. much did he record? He recorded it's insane, insane amounts. Can't like, believe it. He was pretty much active from like ninety one to ninety six when you know he passed away. Yeah. Um. So that's only five years, but so in that five years, he released like five or six albums anyway. Yeah. But now, since he's died, there's been maybe seven, eight, nine, ten albums that mm. have been released of material. You know, that's yeah. So many remixes and well, no, yes, as well. well, a few remixes, but a lot of it is sort of original content yeah. too. Because they reckon he'd come in a day. He'd record, <laughs> like, you know, 20, 30 songs. He just had so much to say, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> just crazy, like, his work ethic, you know. And, um, and he's still got more. There's still more in the vault, you yeah. know. That's insane, isn't it's it? Similar to, like, Prince, you know. They're, yeah. You know, um, he recorded heaps too, you know. He was recording daily, you know, just song after song, you know. It's mm. it's just inspiring that kind of work ethic, you know, like, 
something I'd like to do too, but maybe not just with music, but with other stuff, you know, like movies or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, like you watched Tupac in interviews and stuff, and he's got a lot to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he um, says it himself, he's got a big mouth. You yeah, know, like, like, and got him in trouble. Oh, a little bit, time, I guess. All the time, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that whole whole scene and uh even the r&b stuff yeah you know the 90s r&b was really cool but um i think the 90s in general yeah was pretty damn Definitely. good yeah <laughs> yeah but uh we won't show our age no. too much here <laughs> um so uh you're big on your music videos yeah. as well um, love making music videos um, yeah uh, the last ep we did music video for every single song Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. We were just like, what? You did what? I'm like, yeah. Like, why would I do it? Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. Like, uh, it sort of just shows another side of the song, you know? Like, yeah. um, especially when the idea's coming from you, you know, a lot of times you'll send a song out to a director or something and they'll have an idea. Whereas I kind of like when I write a song, I kind of, almost when I'm writing the song, I go, yeah, I've got a video for it already, you know? Like, it's just another extension of, of what I do, sort of thing, anyway. Like, I know the song better than anyone. And so, like, I, I, and it's more a creative thing, too. Like, I'm just, I just want to be more involved in that stuff, too, you know? So it's just like, well, I want to do that as well, you know? Um, yeah, so, yeah, music videos, um, yeah, way, oh, if I, if I had a chance, I'd do a music video for every single song, you know? Like, it's, that's, and, um, yeah, and I think these days, too, you need sort of that, especially when, like, I noticed, too, that, you know, you could post an audio song and people might just scroll through it. Yeah. But you post a video and you almost want to watch it anyway, you know? So yep. I think it's helpful that too in, in like a promotion, you know, pr promotionally. It sort of helps more too. <laughs> yeah, like if you record a really good video, it really um, sets off the song for some people. Oh, yeah, and definitely. It's yeah. in a whole different light. And, yeah. um, and again, like you've got a really good... Uh, team behind you for your videos you yeah got joel joel electric, electric circuits yeah and um, shout out to joel shout out to joel um yeah he's awesome like uh i think the first video i did with him was like one of the damn that river the last video we did magic man okay. and um so we just sort of we always always knew him like we're sort of friends you know through friends and so we did that one and i was like okay i'll do another one so ever since then we just we just do them all now you know it's like me and him just get along like, I, I, maybe I have too much of a vision. I'm just like, oh, look, this, 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 this. And he's going, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> Pull up like a bit. We've got to do something. You know, I'm like, oh, all right. You know, I just, so it's good to have somebody that can sort of um, pull back. Yeah. But, you know, because sometimes if you've got too much of vision, it's not going to work. Because, you know, you're just, like I said, I just want to do this, 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 this. You know, like my mind just rattles off a thousand things. Yeah. Sometimes you need someone just to go, no, just take a step back and relax here a bit, you know. So. <laughs> I guess he's the one that knows if it's, uh, yeah, you know, if you can actually pull off those ideas exactly. or not. So yeah, well, he always says that, you know, because he always looks at it. Well, I'm always looking at it as from artist point of view, like the vision. But he always looks at it as if I'm sitting down watching a video. Yeah, what I'm you know, and it's good to have that sort of balance. Yeah. So you uh, recorded the audio for that tune, uh, superhero, as well as a video with Yeah, Joel. so that was the first time we did. But okay, we'll have a crack at recording together now because yeah. usually I'd record somewhere else and I'd bring um, the song to him and we'd do a video from there. So this time I was just like, okay, I'll try this now. Yeah, and that was awesome too. You know, that was so something different. And um, that was the same thing too, where he still has that mindset of he, now he's listening from, I'm sitting at home listening to the song, you know, whereas I'm coming from, this is what I want to do, I want to do this, 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 you know. So the same thing, it sort of just flows into. The audio side as well so um, so yeah so we'll, we'll be working again doing we're actually working on another the next single right now yeah um so that hopefully be ready in the next month or so yeah i saw you had um uh some cello yeah getting recorded in in there the other night yeah so that was that was nice and fun so yeah um the guy that's playing the cello he actually plays guitar in the in the band as well so yeah it's just handy that he sort of is that Robert? Yeah, Rob. He's yeah. been with you for quite he's a done, while too. Yeah, he's done quite a bit with me as yeah. well. So finally now he's just like, oh, I'll jump on and play guitar. So yeah. that's been awesome as well. You know? Yeah, cool. So yeah. I better say mention it, Clay as well because he plays <laughs> keys and bass. Everyone's had a mention so far. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Joel's got a pretty sweet setup down there. Yeah, it's, that's um, awesome. Electric circus. It's just fun too, you know. Yeah. It looks cool. He's got like his own white screen in there, so you can do all videos and yeah. everything. You know, like, it's all in one spot, you know, one big sort of package. Yeah, well, I remember you telling me about him. Uh, oh, it was probably a couple of years ago now, so... Um, I shot my first video with him, uh, was it earlier this year, I think, yeah. uh, in front of the, the green screen That's there. That's right, you did, yeah. Uh, the first single off, off my album. And, um, was that your first time on a green screen? Yeah. I had to find that. Yeah, it was, it was, well, it was fine, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he makes it work, and um, I was really happy with the result. He's just cool to work with, too. Yeah. You know? He's just so chill that it's, you know, it doesn't even feel like you're working. No, no, it's it's like a big sort of fun house in there. Yeah. You got the studio, you got cameras, you got. I think he's got a treadmill in there now. Yeah, he's got a treadmill. <laughs> we just put a vending machine in. There. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so another thing you've done over the past few years that I thought was really cool um, was your own festival, basically. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, yeah so it's huge. Yeah, so this year we did number four. Yeah. So. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna. Well, it is. It's a yearly thing now that we sort of do just in the summer. Um, I don't know it's just a good chance to get a whole bunch of bands together and just you know sort of everyone jumps on, you know, everybody gets a set and everyone sort of hopefully works hard together and makes it bigger. And um, but it's a fun day as well, you know. Um, probably the first couple weren't so fun. You know, not so much fun for everyone else, but for me because I'm sometimes <laughs> a bit of a stress head, you know. Oh, yeah. And I've changed that in the last year, so where's a lot this time of getting just gone, I probably had the most fun I've ever had. You yeah. Know, so, um, but yeah, it's just a good good chance to get a whole bunch of bands together that you know that we like that we work with and some new bands. So it's sort of um and yeah, we're gonna do it again next year. But next year, I think we're hoping to do like. You know, it'll be Palmageddon it'll be 5, but there'll be, like, sort of three parts. So we might do the first part in Melbourne, one in Adelaide and one yeah, in yeah. Canberra or something, you know, and then that way we could, you know, in the Melbourne one, we could have two bands from Canberra come up and two bands from Adelaide. And when we go to Adelaide, we'll have, you know, four bands from Melbourne, one band from Canberra, you know, just like that little mix, that sort yeah. of rotating sort of tour thing. Nationwide. Yeah. Cool. We're going national. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, like, it's hard enough to, you know, book a regular show and... yeah. Get all the bands organised for that, but to put on like a whole day of what twenty band twenty. Oh, the first couple were twenty, but we sort of scaled it back a bit now because yeah. I kind of realised that's probably getting a bit too ahead of myself to have twenty bands. It's a lot to organise. Oh so. well, you did it. Yeah, that's a big feat. Pretty no heavy. wonder you were stressed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gets a bit much, but I don't know. I, I can't like doing it. You know, like it's um, like I said, I, I got a pretty hard working work ethic. You know, and I I enjoy doing doing that sort of stuff, so it's not, it's not that hard, but yeah, as long as I enjoy it too, you know, I thought that's one thing I've learned. <laughs> yeah, you forget that sometimes, oh, I've actually yeah. got to enjoy this too, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you had the first three Palmageddons at the Brunswick Hotel? Oh, the first one was at Bendigo Hotel. Oh, right. Then we did two at um, Brunswick Hotel, and then the last one was at Bombay Rock. How was that? The yeah, that Rock was one. cool, yeah, that was fun, real fun. Um, Bombay Rock venue is just awesome, just a just whole setup, you know, like Arcade machines, pool, yeah. everything. Yeah. Yep. So no, it was a really good turnout. And, yeah, and then each one we do, like we make up, you know, t-shirts just for that show. Yeah. Which is which is fun, you know. You know, people can take something, you know, you sort of, especially some other bands, they get their name on a shirt. You know, they may not have merch, you know, so they've got a shirt there that they can sort of buy or you know give to their friends, whatever you mean. Yeah, I think I've got uh, Palmageddon 2 and Palmageddon 3 oh. T-shirts upstairs. I should have brought oh, my other Yeah, which I, thought, well, I should have brought my other one too. And I think for uh, Australian um, Music T-shirt Day, you know that? Oh, yeah. I think I pulled out the Palmageddon shirt for that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing to put together and it's not really something that many – Musicians do. Nah, no, they off their own bat. Nah, like it does take a bit of work, you know. But I'm just lucky that I've got an awesome team. Well, you know, like um, well, Rob, uh, the guitarist, he does all the artwork for it, you know. Yeah. So and he's very similar to me. His work ethic is just massive. So like he knows when to hit deadlines. Okay, we need this by then, and then you know, posters, everything. You know, I think if you've got a good team around you, then you can just sort of do anything. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well. You know, as a solo artist, it's pretty hard to to do everything yourself. Oh, yeah, so if you've got yeah. people to help out, um, so has Rob got his own like illustration? Yeah, it's called Pop, Popped Up Art. Mm. So if you listen and check it out. Yeah, more than happy to help you. And um, 
what's the best place for people to check your stuff out? Um, you can jump on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Spotify. Just um, most times I tell people just Google my name because there's not many of me. <laughs> which yeah. is handy, you know, you just put in Palmy Dillon and kind of comes up with everything I do. There's not many um, not many others out there. Yeah, if any, there's only there's, one. There's only one. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, we'll put some links in the uh, in the show notes yeah, or the comments it. below. Um, now, types of we were talking about guitars or acoustic guitars before. I think currently you're using Cole Clark. Cole Clark, yeah, yeah. So I picked that Cole Clark up I think two years ago, um, and then I got invited down to the um, the uh, where they make them, the, which was fun too. It's yeah. cool to, but I'm not really like like I'm not. Massive like guitar, uh, you know, guitar freak, guitar geek, whatever, you know, like Tech. people are doing, yeah, like, like, I uh, see, so once again, people are like, <laughs> saying this, but like, like, I love playing guitar, but it's just, it's just another thing on my way to what I want to do, you know yeah. what I mean? I use it as a tool to write yeah. songs, and so I'm not just like, oh, this guitar sounds cool, listen to this. Some people tell me, I'll oh, listen to this, and I'm kind of just sitting there going, man, yeah, it kind of sounds like the other one, I don't know, you know, like, so, um, but yeah, you know. But then you got a lot of a lot of people that you know, like the guitar, this guitar, that, and that's that's good. Like, but just for me, it's kind of just songwriting's my thing, you know. Like, whereas yeah. give me a guitar that's out of tune, I guarantee I'll give you a song, even though it's out of tune, you know. Like, but so yeah, um, so I don't think I have a favorite guitar. Like, it's just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it just look nice, and you're it like, looks oh, nice. yeah. yeah. I'll take that. Well, yeah, look nice, and yeah, when I did pick it up, I feel I enjoyed the playing, you know. And um, just case Cole Clark's listening, I said I got a really good deal. <laughs> Thank you very much. But, yeah, thanks very much. I got a really good deal, so it was hard not to pick that one up. But like you know, through my history guitars, acoustic guitars. My first guitar was an Ibanez acoustic. Then I went to a Yamaha. Yeah. Then I've got the Cole Clark. Um, and we'll see what I get next. Yeah. Oh, it would be Cole Clark if they're listening. They Definitely Cole me, Clark. Yeah, if they want to give me a deal. A Palmy <laughs> Dillon uh, custom, custom guitar. So you won't really want to sort of sit down and practice your scales and uh, I have, technical. I have recently. Yeah. I've oh. sort of realised, okay, well, I've got to get better at the stuff. I've got to try. You know, I'm easy training hard at all the other stuff. So now I've got to sort of jump more and train more hard on, on, on the playing side of things, which I, I do now anyway. So. Yeah. So was there a guitarist or is there a guitarist that you sort of kind of align yourself with that you're similar to uh, or your style, um, um, like your style of Yeah, playing? my style, yeah. Not too much, I don't think. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know, it's hard to, I, I, I couldn't tell you, I don't think. Um, maybe um, I heard a couple of friends say, like, have you heard of Dax Ricks? No. Okay, so it's maybe something on there, um, guitar-wise, like, because it's, yeah, um, I, I couldn't tell you, man, like, I, I just kind of just play it, <laughs> just, yeah. you know, like, um, but what about, uh, what about you? Oh, no, this is about you, this, this is about me. Me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to, <laughs> here, you know. What about, um, what about tunings and stuff like that, is sort of in standard tuning, or? Just standard, man, like, I just, like I said, I use, I use a guitar as a tool to, right songs yeah. and probably the strength in my songs is probably the melodies yeah melodies and the vocals and the lyrics that's yeah. probably the strength of my and um, i'm starting to get better at making you know the guitar a bit more of a strength and mm. you know i'll continue to do that but probably my strengths lie in the melodies i always seem to i don't know i always seem to get really hooky melodies everyone always says that your melodies are so catchy yeah i think that comes back to um the, the amount of rap I listen to. Yeah. Because if you notice, the hooks always at the start, always, you know, they've got real strong hooks and I think somehow that seeped in me. So all my mothers are pretty catchy, you know? Yeah. So, well, your stuff doesn't really sound like anything else. Oh, sweet. Which is, you know, what you want. <laughs> Thanks, a lot of stuff sounds the same mm. or at least in a similar style these days and yeah. that kind of turns me off straight away sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah. I've but, heard um, it before, yeah. Well, not, yeah, not even that. It's like, you just, I don't know. You haven't got your own style. Yeah, but, okay, yeah, yeah. With your stuff, I reckon, like it just stands out on its own, and that's oh, probably sweet, due to man. your different sort of influences yeah. and stuff. All my stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so we have a uh, pretty close mutual friend 
by the name of Jay Gray. Yeah, where uh, is he? Should where be? is he? Yeah, uh, we probably should have got him in here. Should have got him in here. Yeah, I've only got two mics, so <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe uh, a couple of shows down the track. We we'll get another mic, get him in there. Yeah. Yes, he'd be interesting to have one. Yeah, cool. he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, I've known Jake for years, like since he was a, a little kid. Yeah, that's right. He's crazy. Shows have you got even just rocking up to own kind shows and mm. even just some of the acoustic stuff you you, you were doing, you know. Yeah. Um, how did you how did you meet Jake? Well, so we met. At, I'm pretty sure it's the own kind gig when you did your first show back. And what oh. is that venue? It's on High Street. I think. Yeah, it's it used gone. to be next to Tago Mago. Yeah. Down the track. It's gone now. Yeah, it's um, gone because you meant to have your launch there. Oh, yeah. It was, it's like here, isn't the palace? Not the palace. The, oh, it was really decked out nice inside. It was awesome. The stage Great was like, like a padded sort of cell. Oh, the, damn. This is not something Thornbury, is it? No. Nah. I don't think it's Thornbury. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, anyway. Too early on a Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, it is. Um, so... We were playing that show with Ownkind and yeah. Temple, as they were called, back then were opening as well. So we played our set, and the first time I met Jake was, so we are backstage, and then Jake and Kaz, who was a singer, just almost like a, it was real funny, like they burst through the backstage door, just like, just going, that was sick, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, sick. So that was the first time I met Jake, and then we chatted a bit more, we had a few jams, and, you know, yeah, so the rest is sort of history, you know? Yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> well, he's not a kid anymore, but... Nah, he knows his stuff, too. Yeah. Awesome guitars. Yeah, we sort of, uh, oh, we, uh, we sort of eye-to-eye eye on a lot of things, you know, music we love and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. guitars that we love, and, uh, yeah, sort of, um, he just lives up the road from you now, Yeah. And we still, yeah, I wish we could hang out a bit more, but... Um, yeah, and uh, his parents are really cool too. Have you met them? Yeah, I met them, yeah. yeah. And I still can't think of the name of this venue. I'm trying to think in the back of my brain what this venue was called. I think it starts with T or P. Oh, man. Yeah, so... I'm sure you had a poster. Yeah. You would have had a poster stuff. Yeah, because I, I booked my first EP launch as Acoustic Clock. Yeah. Um, and I had that venue booked... And the poster was outside the venue. Yeah. And then a week before the launch, like literally a week, I reckon, yeah. um, they closed down. What, I was always interested in that. So could they not open up for another week to get some of those launches out? Oh, I don't know. That's just like... I'm not sure what happened. Um, yeah. So I had to find a new venue. With a week to go. With a week to go. So I found the Bendigo Hotel in Collingwood. They Collingwood's, managed to have a spot, yeah. And it, and it turned out all right. And... Uh, the venue that closed down, the poster that was out the front, actually yeah. stayed there for like oh. like a whole year, almost. Wow. Like I think James Harrison was on there. Yeah. You were on there. Yeah, I that's think great. Yeah. Alexis Naylor was on there as well. That's right, so yeah. So did a free promo on High the Street promo, for, a, yeah. a for, while. for a year or so. Yeah. yeah um, I still can't think of that venue. No, <laughs> can I? We have to look it up later. We've got to look it up or something. Actually, it might be... You have a poster, original poster. It might be in my toilet. We were just talking <laughs> before we started recording. Um, I've got all old gig posters in my toilet downstairs here, and uh, I reckon that might be on the wall. Um, Should you have a look? I reckon. I'll, I'll have a look. Just hang on. Look. Hang on. <laughs> I don't even know a joke that I can tell while you're going away. Oh, no. It's not there. I bet you. As soon as I walk out of here, I'll be like, "Oh, that's what it was." Anyway, that was that's where I first met Jake. Yeah, cool. That was a good little show, actually. That was yeah, a good, good night. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a nice venue, but yeah, I think they must have put too much money into their, their yeah. renos and. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done uh, quite a few covers as well. You've yeah. covered sort of. Everything from Nelly to Neil Young to Motley Crue. Yeah. So. Yeah, they are. Uh, people always enjoy that, especially when I pull out Nelly. I'm, yeah, that's cool. I'm the crowd. So that was just a song that, yeah, I, you know, I listened to as a, as a kid as well. And I was always like, yeah, I'd like to do that acoustic, you know. Mm. And um, the Motley Crue one, yeah. So, you know, I sort of went through a phase where I was into Motley Crue and just always thought, oh, I could do that without my heart. Yep. Sort of acoustic and. Neil Young just, yeah, once again, one of my influences. So, yeah, uh, I sort of do that. Yeah, that Motley Crue one 
wouldn't be easy on acoustic, but I think it was actually written on acoustic. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. And then Nikki Six took it into rehearsal and turned into what it is what now. It is now. It's, um, That's cool. Yeah, it's a great album, Dr. Feelgood. Um, so we better look at wrapping up here pretty soon. Um, but I just wanted to ask, um, you know, what aspects of being a muso do you find the hardest or most challenging? So whether it's mm. booking shows or even frustrating yeah. booking shows. Um, shows can be tough. Mm. Um, a lot of emails, a lot of time spending at the computer, you know, back and forth with venues. Um, promoting mm. is pretty tough as well. I think you've got to sort of find a different, always a different way sort of outside the box of how you promote songs, videos or whatever, you know, just because there's so much content out there now. Like yes. everyone's doing it. You can do it at home. You can. So I think the key is just to sort of step outside of what everyone else is doing and just try and keep pushing forward and doing something different. Um, but, yeah, I think they're – they're the two because everything else is kind of in your control as well. Like, you know, you can spend six hours playing guitar or mm. writing lyrics or whatever. But, um, you know, the promo side of things, um, it does get a bit harder because you're not sure how people are going to react to it, you know, of what you do. But that, yeah. but even then, so it shouldn't matter, you know, as long as you're doing it for yourself, that, that's the only thing that should matter. But I think so, yeah. I think the promo side of things and getting more people out to shows is probably harder. Like, Changed now. It's not like you know. I, I sometimes hear stories from older people that tell me, you know, when they were playing in bands, and every Thursday, Friday night would just be packed. You know, yeah. like and now it's not so much. It's di- you might have one night that's packed, and the next night there could be six people there. It's it's so different now, and you know, it probably doesn't, you know, like probably doesn't help that you know people can just sit at home watch YouTube or whatever. Yeah, it's fair enough. That's do do what they do, but I think it's also probably yeah. So trying to do different stuff with that. So, you know, that's why I like doing something like Palmageddon or we try and do other stuff like like we'll have raffles going around or, you know, giveaways, T-shirt giveaways and stuff like that just so it's more of a – you're not just coming here to see a show. Like even me wouldn't be too much of a fan of that. Like just come just here to see a band on stage do a show. You know, I want to see something a bit more. So. Yeah. Um, whether it's doing raffles or, you know, you have like an MC host in the night, a comedian or whatever, just something that you're not just going to see bands, you know, you're going to see something else as well, you know. Um, so that, I think that's hard. And also because it's so different now, like like I said, there's not as many people coming to shows and it's harder to promote and harder to get people out there. But still, you know, once again, <laughs> I'll say that, I, I may piss people off. I say, "Let's put yourself on blacklist." But also, the venues too—they kind of act like it's still the same a bit because yeah. they still expect you to pull this many people and do all this and do this. But you know, it's kind of your venue. I'm an artist. Yeah, you should do a little bit more too, and you should probably try and adapt a bit more to how mm. um, the world's going now, musically, live music as well. You know, don't just put it all on me because it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, There's still a disconnect between the the venues and the artists, I yeah. think, isn't there? Oh, I think so. And I the think, expectation. Yeah, you know, because what we're doing, like we've spent a lot of hours yeah. trying to get to do what we're doing, you know, like, um, and I know I'm not sitting here saying that like, um, oh, we shouldn't have to promote, promote and do all this stuff. I know these days that's you know, like an artist is this, 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 yeah, everything. Yep. But still a little bit of help, you know, and I'm not saying all venues don't help or don't help promote or nothing like that, that's all I'm saying, but... I think it's they're sort of still thinking it's like it was back then where yeah you know, I should be bringing in people but you know why isn't your venue getting people yeah well you know, it's still take it off the artist mm. they'd be just like oh you didn't bring this many people but why aren't people coming to your venue in the first place yeah it's your venue you're going to get people into exactly. your venue too I mean yeah. otherwise I'll go and choose the venue why would I choose your venue over the venue up the road exactly you so know like um, we've got to work together here work together here yeah and, do something good for everybody. Yeah, and it's going to benefit everyone. Mm. So that's probably the most frustrating part, but I don't know, you just kind of, you just, I'm trying to just keep going anyway. It doesn't matter, you know, you sort of take those hits and you just keep going. Um, that something will come along, you know, something something will be fine. We'll finally figure it out one day. Yeah. The best, you know, like it's massive changes in the last 20 years in the music, you know, 10, 15 years in the music industry, you know, streaming, downloads and stuff. It's, 
so different to what it was. So yeah, even promoting now, like you know, you know the guys before us didn't have social media or nothing. So mm. now you can sort of tap into that whole world market just from your, you know, from your lounge room. Yeah. Whereas before you couldn't do that. You know, you had to have like a label pushing overseas or promotions and stuff like that or old school mail list. Yeah. Clubs, you know? But now, boom, one post can take you around the world. You know, that's yeah. that's amazing. That's awesome. But um, it does make it a bit harder because now there's just as many people saturated now. You know? Yeah, it's a sat- yeah, it's easier, but it's also harder because yeah. to stand out amongst all that and exactly because uh, it's pretty hard. Have a laptop at home and yeah. set up a recording program, to start recording. You know? Yeah. So I, I kind of almost wish it. Once again, people will be just like, <laughs> "Elon, chill, you know." But I kind of sort of sometimes hope that, like, because we got live music in on every single night. That's cool, you know, like, we bang, but some night, you know, like on a Tuesday, Monday night, some night there might be one person in there, you know, like, mm. I don't know, can the venues maybe shut down Monday, Tuesday night? And then, I don't know, just my thinking, if they're only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to probably have more people coming to that because they know on Monday, Tuesday, there's nothing on. We mm. only have one. And then also that sort of takes the spots away, so the competition, yeah, you've got to be good. Because yeah. we don't have a night for Monday, Tuesday bands, but they're better than you, so we've got to put them on the Wednesday, Thursday. You've got to get a little bit better to get that Thursday, Friday slot, you know? Mm. Well, um, everything's 24-7 these days, yeah. whether it's retail or yeah. whatever. Like, nothing really stops. Nothing stops, anymore. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So, but I think Mel- people in Melbourne are kind of spoiled yeah. for choice, and live music isn't really a... Uh, uh, you know, people like it, but it's not really something it's kind of lost its value, hasn't it? Yeah, it's lost its value because it's always there anyway. Yeah, um, that's it. That's what I mean. Like, it's always it's lost its value. That's always there, so you can always. But so I don't know. We should all think how, how can we change that? How can we, how can we do something better? You know? Yeah. Well, you and I caught up for a coffee a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And um, we, we threw out some ideas. Yeah, some and, good ideas. Um, and I think we both agreed that getting out of Melbourne for some gigs. Yeah. Uh, Always feels a bit different. Oh, definitely. Like, we just come back from a couple of regional shows uh, last week, and they were awesome. They were just great. Just mm. We spent two, three hours after the show chatting with everyone because, mm. you know, it's a bit rare for them to have someone come from Melbourne and play, and they're just like, oh, this is awesome. You know, yeah. like, oh, what are you doing, Melbourne? What are you doing? You know, like, um, and that was just, it's just great. Just great to have, you know, be out in the country as well because I'm from the country as well, so it's good to be back to the – in the country, but they sort of they appreciate it a bit more. Yep. You know, and they I agree. Sort of, they value it way more. Yep. Oh, you know, that's hundred percent they value it way more, you know. Um and they're just just so happy. They just want to make sure that you're good, you know, like, oh well, do you want you know, do you want rooms? Do you want more drinks? Do you want, you know, lunch, whatever, you know, like it's it's good, you know? Yeah. So we're gonna do more regional shows. I just you know, I find they sort of appreciate it a bit better. Yeah, I agree. I should probably say, yeah. I'm not saying Melbourne people don't, don't appreciate it. No, don't, of course. Don't cut this up and make it, you know, like I'm scared of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's why we sort of had the idea we're going to, well, look at doing some, a bit of a, a tour. Yeah. A regional tour. And so hopefully we're putting. Coastal tour, hopefully. Yeah. And um, sort of really make a night of it, like one whole night yeah. is going on tour, you know, like a couple of different artists and, um. Yeah, I, I don't think we have a name for it yet. But no. We'll stuff around, but sort of definitely a songwriter night where you could probably chat to him and, you know, you sort of get more of an insight in, into what we do sort of thing. Yeah, because I think, uh, yeah, we're both on that sort of same page as the yeah. acoustic storyteller. Definitely, uh, yeah. And really, you know, uh, writing some good lyrics and good hooks and songs and yeah. capturing that. Um, singer-songwriter environment, I guess, live. Um, so if we can really come up with a good concept of a show yeah. and a good night, and it'd be good to uh, to take it around Victoria at this stage. Definitely, yeah. And then go nationwide. And go nationwide. <laughs> it's, uh, that's probably the importance of touring, you know, just getting out and, getting out out and meeting there, yeah. different people. Exactly, yeah. But uh, it's hard to do, you know, um, for us because... Reality is we've got daytime jobs and yeah, day well jobs. That's, <laughs> that's the thing as well, you know, like um, you've got to work as well, you know. Um, so it's mainly weekends and, you know, after work for me, like I, 
I don't, so I sort of miss out on a lot of stuff as well too. Like, so I, I don't watch as many movies. I don't watch as, as many shows. I don't mm. get to go to too many shows because I, I do need the time after work just to do yeah. a bunch of music stuff, whether they're emails or just working on the craft as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, you got to make sacrifices. Yeah, it's just not enough time to, to do everything. Once you, get, day, yeah. uh, once you get the ideas rolling and, um, you know, you've really got to put in a lot of time. Yeah. Emailing, like you were saying before. You just, yeah, you just um, got sit, to sit there for ages, you know. But I kind of enjoy that too. Like, yeah. like, I love sitting down on the computer and I know I've got, I've got to send all these emails or send a bunch of links to people, you know, just submitting songs to playlists or yeah. radio stations. And so I'll... I'll put headphones on myself and I'll just lock in. I'll just be there for hours, you know. Like, I love it, you know. Have yeah. A couple of cigarettes and <laughs> I'm rolling, a couple of cups of coffee, you know. Yeah. It's good, though. And you get into a rhythm of it, too. Like yeah. It's, uh, and it's just changing that habit, too. I think yeah. once you start changing it and you bring in those habits. Like, now, it's I don't mind not watching TV or watching movies or mm. you know, that stuff because my habits have changed. I'm more goal-focused. This is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it, you know. Yeah. So... There's just so much to do. Like, oh, you, way too much to you do. open one door, which opens two more. And and it's just, three, four, yeah. I just, need a couple of clones, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a couple of clones. There's just so much to do for us indie musos these days. Mm. We're, we're going to do everything. So, But anyway, you're doing uh, doing excellent work. Sweet, and thanks, uh, it's a pleasure to, to be friends and a fellow musician. And I look forward to what we, we do together in the future. Um so yeah, one more time. Where can where, where can we check out so your music? Up, yeah, like I said, the easiest way is probably just to Google my name, <laughs> um, or just jump on Facebook or Instagram or anything. Just um, Spotify, any of those social things, you'll find me and uh, see what I want to come out to a show. There'll be shows on there, and um, the next show we have is um, June 9th at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar mm-hmm. with uh, Right After Midnight and Forever Enter, and then we're at Whole Lot of Love on June 20th. With uh, Velvet Cobras and um, the Cigarillos. I hope I said that right because <laughs> I always look at them and go, is it Cigarillos or cig- the Cigarillos? But they're getting a bit more promo now that I can't pronounce their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, as I said, I'll put some, some notes below in the show wherever you're listening from and check out Palmy. And uh, thanks for listening to the first episode of Box on the Wire. And thanks, Palmy, for, for pushing me to do it as well. Awesome. No worries, man. And Keep doing it. I hope I'm back here on episode 100. <laughs> well, hopefully I've recorded this first episode properly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if, I, if I've stuffed it up, we'll give it to a genius who knows how to work on the program. again. I'll yeah. have again. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Mami. Awesome. Thanks. All right. And we'll uh, catch you again soon. Thanks, everyone.